BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy. I am your host. And the intro music says, who is she? And wait till I tell you everything. Those are the two phrases that you hear. I uh, get asked that all the time, what the intro music says. And I didn't know it was so hard to hear, probably because I picked out what it says. But I picked who is she because I figured that's what most people were going to say when they stumbled upon my Instagram or my podcast, like who is this girl and who gave her the right. But yeah, a lot of people think it says oh shit or bullshit, but it doesn't. So I don't know why I haven't cleared that up. I don't think I've ever cleared that up in the podcast before. This seems like the opportune place to clarify. Uh, sorry for starting off with some with some swears. My mom and I got into a conversation the other day because I've literally never, ever, ever sworn in front of my parents, ever until I started the podcast. So my mom and I were talking about it and I I promised her that I would keep the swear words to tier two swear words. Okay, first, let me, let me explain the swear tier. So there's tier one swear words. Those are also known as like the Bible swear words. So like damn ass and hell. Uh, tier two swear words are like where we take it on the podcast. So that's like maybe, maybe a shit, maybe a a bitch. Sorry, mom. I'm sorry. She's probably dying that I'm I'm going over all of this. Tier three are ones I won't say on the podcast. Don't worry. Uh, tier four are the swear words I would probably not even say privately. And then there's also unspeakable words that I would never say under any circumstances at all. So yeah, I promised her that we'd keep it to tier two, maybe a tier three here or there. Um, anyways, let's get into our schedule for the episode, shall we? First of all, we're going to start off with our love-hate segment, and then we are going to do a Dum Dum Club check-in. We haven't done a Dum Dum Club check-in for a while. Somebody brought it up on Instagram the other day, so I got some new submissions, and I'm excited to do that. If you don't know what it is, just stay tuned because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it. And then our main topic for the day today is most embarrassing moments. I hesitated to do most embarrassing moments and get submissions for these because I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. And it also felt really broad. Like every other topic that we've covered. So like worst 
period stories or bad dates, those kind of all fall under most embarrassing moments. So I just wasn't really sure what to expect. But uh, you guys really, really delivered. And it it's upsetting, actually. All right, but let's get into our love-hate segment. So I start every episode off like this. I do three things that I'm loving this week and three things that I'm hating. However, I've had a week this week. So instead of doing that, I have six hates. Did I love anything this week? Probably, but I just have six things that I really need to complain about. So I am borrowing a few submissions from the love section and they're coming over to the hate section. So let's dive in, shall we? My number one hate for this week I'm just going to apologize in advance for teaching you this word, for uh, bringing this to your attention, because I promise you, you will never forget it. Somebody told me about this when I was like 15, and it's it's burned in my brain. So my first hate for the week is what I call lip cheese. Anybody who has ever worn lip gloss or lipstick knows what this is. It's that weird ring around the inside of your lip that is actually the texture of cheese. Again, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry for teaching you about this. But I hate it so much. And every single lip gloss or lipstick I've ever tried, besides regular chapstick, does it. And I think it's disgusting. It's also completely dehumanizing to like wipe it off. Like how gross is that? You got to like get in there and like clean it out. It's sick. And I hate it. All right. The second thing I hated this week is just a personal tragedy. Found out I'm allergic to garlic. Yep. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Garlic that is literally in everything, that is basically my favorite food, I would say, allergic. I was told this years ago, okay? And then I ignored it because who's going to be allergic to garlic? Like who's going to actually change their lifestyle to not eat garlic? And uh, my stomach has hurt for basically six years. So then this last week, I was like, maybe I should just like try. Maybe I should try to not eat garlic and just see how I feel. Unfortunately, I felt amazing. Uh, Meaning that the scientists that told me I was allergic to garlic were tragically correct. So I don't really know what to do with that information because I'm not going to stop eating garlic, but I might have to stop eating garlic, guys. I don't know. It's just, it's it's a trial that I'm going through. Um, I have therapy tonight, probably going to bring it up to him. Anyway, let's get on to my next hate for the week. My next hate is Instagram bios that say, I mean, there's so many, there's so many bad Instagram bios. And the thing is, is that it never, I I never want this to come across like it's a reflection on the person. Okay. I have seen plenty of bad Instagram bios that are, that are typed up by the loveliest of people. Okay. This is just funny little Instagram isms that we've started doing. So the bios that, that I hate the most are the ones that say like running on blank and blank. So it's usually like running on Diet Coke and dry shampoo. Or I saw one that's like running on Diet Coke and Jesus. And then I found another one that said running on daydreams and caffeine. I I don't know why. I don't know why we do that. And I don't know why I feel so passionately about them, but I, but I hate it. It's, it's next. No, I don't know if it's as bad or maybe it's right below, but another bio that I hate are like when people just list states, when it's like CA, plain emoji, NY, plain emoji, Florida, plain emoji. Like maybe I'm just jealous because they're, they're maybe like jet setting to all of those places. But I feel like typically people just live in one place. So I'm always like, why are there so many states? Maybe it's like everywhere they've lived or everywhere they like want to live. I don't know, but it fills me with rage. And it's number three on the list. Number four, 
These are not ranked, by the way. These are just, this is just a conglomeration of all of them. So, uh, and if they were ranked, this next one would be number one. So as we know this week, uh, Kylie Jenner announced her pregnancy. That's not what I hate. Very happy for her. That's wonderful. I think Stormy is like one of the cutest little kids I've ever seen in my life. And I really like Travis Scott. Congratulations, Mazel Tov. So I really like them. Here's my hate. I hate that Caitlyn Jenner ruined her daughter's pregnancy announcement. So this happened a few weeks ago. We know this. There's a video of Caitlyn Jenner. She's at like, I don't know if it's a gas station. I don't really know. But people are filming her and asking her questions. And somebody asks her about her grandkids. And she says, well, I've got like 18 grandkids. And actually, I've got one on the way. Just found out I have one on the way. And everybody immediately knew it was Kylie. And I would be so pissed if any member of my family ruined my pregnancy announcement. And I just, I just want to sit Caitlin down and just ask her, just say, what's, what's going on? What's going on? You're like running for councilwoman. I don't, or maybe it's Senator. She's, she's running for something in California and she just really, really cannot let go of the fact that people are maybe not very interested in her life. So she does all these weird things to just get back in the spotlight, even if that means ruining her daughter's pregnancy announcement. Okay. Don't like that. Don't really like Caitlyn Jenner in general. (laughs) The next thing that I hated, again, this is celebrity talk. I don't know how this will go over because I think, whatever, you guys will just have to tell me how you feel. I don't like John Mulaney. He has like a cult millennial following. Every millennial I know loves him and I cannot get on board. I actually find him quite annoying, quite annoying. I, I don't typically like any male comedians. <laughs> Men just aren't funny. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I just, I just typically enjoy female comedians more because I relate to them more, but I just have never liked John Mulaney. And he left his wife like three months ago. Right. And I don't want to judge their marriage. I don't, I don't know what, what it was all about, but from the outside looking in, it looked like he kind of blindsided her after she had been with him through rehab, through the early days of his career. I think actually don't know how long they were married. Anyway, she stood by his side through a lot. He packed up and left. She was heartbroken. He is now with Olivia Munn, who says she's an A-list actress, but according to Dumois, she's like a C-list actress. And now they're having a baby and I'm sure they'll be wonderful parents and the baby will be very loved and happy, but just not a fan, not a fan of John Mulaney or Olivia Munn. Um, There's this TikTok account called Celebrity Memoir Book Club. I think it's genius. First of all, they also have a podcast and they read obviously celebrity memoirs and then they tell you about them so that you don't have to read them. And they read Olivia Munn's and a few of their TikToks went viral when they were talking about what she says in her book. And she basically seems like a like a giant bully is how I would put it. She's like super fat phobic, somehow hates women because they're not as hot as her. And she just says some really unsavory things, to say the least. So Olivia Munn and John Mulaney, not on board, not on board for it. All right. My last hate for the week. Number six is there's this trend. We just talked about TikTok and this last one has to do with TikTok as well. So there's this trend going on where people love to diagnose others on TikTok. Raise your hand if TikTok has told you that you have ADHD. My hand is raised because they diagnosed me and I'm fully convinced that's what I have. Sometimes 
they make videos. And when I say they, it, there's so many different users and it's always people that are super underqualified to be doling out medical advice. They're like, did you prefer to write in pen rather than pencil in high school? There's a chance you have a major personality disorder. They name all these really super common things that like everybody does. I saw one that's like, do you get on your phone in social situations? That means you have ADHD. And I'm like, no, wait, doesn't, doesn't literally every person in the entire world who has a phone look at their phone in social situations? So that's what I hate. These like these TikTok diagnoses that are just made up by like Ashley from Iowa. I feel like they kind of take advantage of the fact that most of us have anxiety. I would dare say that the majority of women from like ages 20 to 40 have anxiety. Whenever people tell me they don't have anxiety, I'm always like, "Mm, seems like a lie, but okay. Whereas 10 years ago, if somebody said they had anxiety, I'd be like, "Mm, sounds like a lie, but okay. So I, I don't know. I think it's, it's great that so many of us have like mental health stuff and that we talk about it and that we can get tips from each other and that it's not that it's getting less weird to talk about. But when people just say things like, yeah, you know, like sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like nervous. It's like, yeah, we, we all do that. We all do that. There are specific indicators of anxiety, but I feel like they just name really normal things and they freak people out. And it also gives people like a superiority complex. Like you guys will never guess how weird I am. I sit on my phone in social situations. Like we, we all know, we all do it. We all do it, Ashley. It's it's literally every single one of us. We can just know it about each other, support each other. We don't have to like one up one another about like all of like the really quirky things that we do that mean we have anxiety. So there's my hates. Wow, that was so invigorating to do six hates rather than three loves and three hates. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Beta Brand. Do you ever wake up and wish you could just go to work in your most comfortable pants? I know that I do because basically my entire life is about finding comfortable pants. Well, now you can, thanks to Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants. They are designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they look like professional dress pants. So they're super stylish and polished, but they are as comfortable as your favorite loungewear. There are tons of different styles to choose from. You can do straight leg, skinny, cropped, bootleg, and more. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are perfect for whatever you need to get done that day, whether you're sitting at a desk, working with kids, you're bending and kneeling, or maybe you're a photographer and you need to squat, whatever the case, you're going to look good and feel good doing it. They are made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit fabric, so they look good all day and they travel really well. Plus, they're machine washable and they don't need to be ironed. Oh, also, they have pockets. So, need I say more? While you're shopping on their website, make sure you look at their ultra-flattering tops, skirts, dresses, and more because the dress pant yoga pants are literally just the tip of the iceberg with Beta Brand. So right now, the listeners of the Bad Broadcast can get 30% off of your Beta Brand order when you go to betabrand.com slash bad. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com slash bad for 30% off of your order for a limited time. When you use the URL, you are supporting the show as well. So find out why women are ditching typical work pants for Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants and go to betabrand.com slash bad for 30% off. 
And now it's time to get into our Dum Dum Club check-in. So let's go over what the Dum Dum Club is. The Dum Dum Club is a club that I invented where in order to join, you have to realize that you either didn't know something really obvious or you learned something um, in adulthood that you should have known as a child. And whenever I explain this, it doesn't make very much sense. And then when we get into the answers, people are like, oh, I get it now. So let's go over a few of the recent Dum Dum Club submissions. There are some really common ones like uh, all intensive purposes, like people thought it was that and not all intents and purposes. And so I, I love when I get those. I love it because I think people think they're like the only people who thought that. But then when you get into it, we're, we're really all just not very smart. First up, she says, I thought the word drastic was Jurassic, like the park. So she would always say, what a Jurassic change. They do feel kind of interchangeable, right? Don't answer that. Next up, she says, my husband didn't know tortilla chips were cut up fried tortillas until he was 30. I would say I was probably 22 when I realized that. Next up, she says, I listened to a podcast about Princess Di, and when they said her friend Fergie, I thought it was Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, This was submitted also after Meghan Markle's interview with Oprah because she also talked about Fergie. But yeah, there's, I think it's like their cousin, and her last name is Ferguson. And let's just look up her name. I should have had this ready. Hold on a moment. Yes, Sarah, Duchess of York. Oh, her last name is Ferguson. Okay, I was worried. I was like, why is there no... Ferg word in her name. All right, next. She says, you know, the person that graduates top of your class, I always thought it was valid Victorian, valid Victorian. A lot of dum-dum club entries are like messed up words because who would ever know? Like if I was like, yeah, he was valid Victorian. Oh, okay. You know what? Actually, as I said that, I realized somebody should have corrected you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Next one. She says, I just realized that POTUS is president of the United States and not another political party. Somebody learned today that Transylvania is a real place. It is. But I don't blame you for thinking it's made up because I'm pretty sure that's where they say vampires come from. So like, how were we to know? But it is it is quite a shock when you find out that Transylvania is real and Genovia is not real. That's always a low blow. All right. Somebody said that they learned that New York City is an island. I dare say it's not an island. Manhattan is an island. Oh, shoot. Now that I'm saying that, I really hope I'm right. Okay, so Manhattan and Staten Island, obviously, are islands. Brooklyn and Queens are geographically part of Long Island, and the Bronx is attached to U.S. mainland. The islands are linked by bridges, tunnels, and ferries. All right, so they are, uh, I would say, 50% right, saying that a large majority of those are islands but the whole city is not. Anyway, moving along, somebody said when Benjamin Button came out, they asked if it was a true story. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Benjamin Button is a wild ride. And the entire time I was watching it, I kept asking Matt, I don't get it because is he old or is he young? Okay. Is he old or is he young? Because he's old while he's young and he's young while he's old. So, So what is it? I need somebody to explain it. Like when he's 25, how old is he? Nothing will mess with you like Benjamin Button. I remember I watched it like in the thick of quarantine last year. And I was like, this is how this is how I know that like I am losing it. 
I am absolutely losing it. Next, she says, my sister thought when boys tap off after peeing, they were tapping their, their, <laughs> their penis on the toilet. <laughs> Honestly, I was I was probably married when I realized that boys don't wipe when they pee. I still think it's weird. Like, why not? <laughs> like, Just give it an extra. Just give it some extra TLC. OK, another another lyric one that I love. She thought holla back girl was saying ain't gonna haul a fat girl. <laughs> uh, somebody got hemorrhoid and hernia mixed up when talking to a hot guy at a party. Well, that's that's almost as good as when I did. I think it's the first roommate episode. It's a really old episode, but I was explaining a hemorrhoid and I got the definition completely wrong. I still get messages from people that are like, hey, so that's not what a hemorrhoid is. I thought it was when your butthole like comes apart. Apparently, that's not what a hemorrhoid is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love these. Oh, a lot of you guys have learned recently that wolverines are real. They do seem made up. Oh, another really common one. And I do this, too. I just learned how to spell dachshund. Dachshund. I don't even know if that I'm saying that right. The the dog. D-A-C-H. Hold on. D-A-C-H-S-H-U-N-D. I would always say dash hound. And I was like, it's weird because I seem to be the only person talking about this particular breed of dog. Nope. I'm just the only one who says it wrong. But it is dox. I think it's dachshund without a D on the end. Uh, three people that get mixed up. I talked about this a few weeks ago and we I was laughing so hard at all of the celebrities that people get mixed up. But this one is so good. Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Monroe and Charles Manson. Charles Manson and Marilyn Manson, I will say, I, I do get those mixed up really a lot, uh, would not like to spend any one-on-one -on -one time with either of those people if, it, if my entire life depended on it. Oh, this one is one that I learned with this submission. Somebody said that they recently found out that a baby aspirin is just a low dose of normal aspirin and it's not for babies. I thought it was for babies. I, I thought it was literally till this moment. And every time that anybody has ever talked about it, I'm like, Mm-hmm. Like like baby Benadryl or like baby melatonin. It was a baby aspirin. <laughs> All right, this one. <laughs> this one is my favorite one. <laughs> Maybe I've ever read. She said that when stores are hiring and the sign says inquire within, I thought she thought it meant within yourself. Like do some deep inquiries into yourself to see if it's if it's a good fit. Oh my gosh, I love those. We need to do those more. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right, best friends, listen, listen up, come in close, let's talk. Is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I've been there and I know what helps and it's therapy. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can connect in a safe and private online environment. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you will get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to leave your house or sit in a waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. 
BetterHelp is way more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Anything you share is completely confidential and it is convenient, professional, and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So you know that nothing, nothing is more important to me than you making you happy and making you laugh. So I want you to start living a happier life. As a listener of the Bad Broadcast, you will get 10% off of your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash bad. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bad. Well, now it's time to get into our topic for the day. And I think you guys are really going to like this one because we're doing most embarrassing moments. And I asked for the the worst of the worst, the keep you up at night, cringe fest, can't tell anybody else, pray that nobody else remembers it, those kinds of embarrassing moments. And now if you submitted one of these stories, you can know that not only are you being kept up at night by these, but you have a whole a whole audience that will now be thinking about these for the rest of time. So let's get into it, shall we? Shall we? Are you guys ready? Everybody got a got a comfy blanket, a, a nice drink, maybe some fettuccine Alfredo. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. I hope that you're cozy and ready for story time because we're getting into your most embarrassing moments. First up, she says, in 2019, I was on a flight home from Amsterdam. About five hours into the flight, as we were flying over the ocean with no land in sight, I smelled burning. Me, being the 24-year-old anxiety-ridden gal that I am, looked out the window to do a visual inspection of the plane. My worst nightmare was happening. The wing of the plane was burning. You know that grayish-black color objects get during a slow burn? No flames, but definitely burnt? Yeah, not the sight you want to see on your plane. I about shit my pants as I realized that the freaking wing of my middle-of-nowhere-over-the-ocean plane was burning. I stood up and started smashing the flight attendant's call button. She wasn't coming. I went into full panic mode. I started waving the flight attendant down while yelling, hurry, please hurry, please, please hurry. Once I finally got her attention, she seemed super annoyed at how rude I sounded until she got close enough for me to tell her that the wing was on fire. At this point, people around me had picked up on what I was saying and started to get a little flustered. The flight attendant looked out my window, seemed worried, walked quickly to a phone in the middle of our plane and called the pilot. While she was on the phone with our pilot, I continued to panic and started messaging my mom and son about what was happening and how much I love them. Just before hitting send on the I'm for sure dead goodbye message, the flight attendant walked over, (laughs) walked back over and informed me that the black on the wing was a shadow and the burning smell was the food from the flight attendants. (laughs) I was shook. Suddenly the plane actually being on fire seemed like a better option than the embarrassment I I received from causing a scene on an international flight. For the remaining five hours of the flight, I sat in my seat with my hood up, feeling absolutely stupid. After my incident, a random woman kept walking past my seat about every 30 minutes. Now I felt like I was a possible threat being checked on by an undercover air marshal. Who knows? I will never forget I had to pee for the rest of the flight because I was too embarrassed to get out of my seat and face all of the random strangers who I just panicked with imminent death. I wish, I, I really wish I didn't relate to this. More, more than anything, I wish that I could say that I haven't caused a scene on an airplane out of fear. I really do. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I am as scared of airplanes as I am, but I can't even watch the bridesmaids plane scene. It's too scary. Not a joke. 
I get physically uncomfortable when I watch it because I am so scared of flying. I even took an educational course on YouTube about why planes are so safe. Guess what? It doesn't make you feel better. They still don't make sense. Anybody could explain anything to me and I would believe it quicker than I believe the logic of how an airplane flies. Nobody is making a big enough deal about it. Nobody, I I mean, I understand that they're safe, but they don't make sense. So there's no possible way they they can be safe. You're telling me that they, people are like, well, think of a paper airplane, like when you throw it and it soars. Okay, I get that. Like I hear you for sure. But what about the fact that planes stay in the air for like 15 hours sometimes? That doesn't seem right. Okay, next up. Back in college, there was a guy I had liked for months and was working up the courage to tell him that I liked him. Well, one day I was moving apartments and he was helping me out. After moving stuff for a while, we sat on the couch and we were making plans for the rest of the day. Rest of the day. He went to grab my phone and look at something. I got nervous because I had been texting my roommate that I hadn't told him that I liked him yet. As I tried to grab the phone back, <laughs> I coughed a large blob of mucus and it came flying out of my mouth and landed right on the thigh of his pants. I was recovering from a cold and was still pretty congested. Luckily for me, he didn't notice right then. I started panicking and decided not to say anything, but it only gets worse. We went and got in my car to grab food, and that's when oh, that's when he notices the loogie on his pants. Then oh, he t- he begins to touch it, and he brings it up to his nose and sniffs it. Disgusted, he says, what is this on my pants? And I said, ew, what'd you get on yourself? <laughs> Trying to cover up my gross self. He looked me dead in the eye and said, you coughed on me, didn't you? I totally denied it and <laughs> told him one of my shampoo bottles must have leaked on him as he was carrying it in. I threw a napkin at him and told him to clean it up and we never talked about it again. And yes, I did tell him I liked him that night and luckily he did like me. But to this day, I still want to die of shame. My favorite my favorite part about this is where you absolutely gaslight him and thinking <laughs> that he didn't cough on him. Like he smelled it. He knows it's not pert plus on his legs, okay? Oh, just the there there is a lot of really gross body stuff, but loogies might be absolute number one. All right, next up she says, I used to work at Chick-fil-A. One time I was standing outside taking orders in the drive-thru. Our hero. Let's let's have a round of applause for our our national hero. Um, a cute boy pulled up and start. I started taking his order. I asked him for his name and he told me. And then he said, can I get your number too? I wa- it wasn't the first time, surprisingly, that someone had asked me for my number at work, but I was dating someone at the time. So I said, I have a boyfriend. Sorry. He looked at me really confused after a moment. And he said, I said, can I have a number too? <laughs> he hadn't asked for my number. He asked for a spicy chicken sandwich meal. I had to finish taking that order and would have paid $1 million to sink into the ground, never to return again. It's like, can I have a number two? No, sorry. I have a boyfriend. Okay. Oh, gosh. I haven't had the giggles like this during an episode in a long time. Okay. She says, first of all, I'm obsessed with your podcast and I love you. Back at you. Second of all, I hate Zoom with a passion. It's the worst. Last spring, I was on Zoom for a class and I was also on Instagram at the same time, just scrolling on my For You page because what else would I do during class? I clicked on this video that said how not to cry when people are yelling at you. I started listening and the girl says, when someone's yelling at me and I don't want to cry, I think of a dog's butthole and how it pulsates when it barks. Of course, my phone was turned up so loud. And as soon as she said that, my teacher said, we can all hear your media. You're not on mute. Now, my entire class thinks I only listen to videos. (laughs) 
about dogs' buttholes. Everyone was trying not to laugh, and I was so embarrassed. It was so embarrassing to be in that class for the rest of the semester. Rip. I feel like it's really unfair that it tells you where the noise is coming from. It's amazing that we haven't figured out a better way to like video conference other than Zoom and Skype. They really are the the most horrific human experiences. I never thought that basically glorified FaceTiming would bring me so much turmoil until until the C word. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Until COVID. I should clarify which one I'm talking about. All right. Uh this one is graphic. This one's graphic. I just I I want to I want you all to know that because sometimes when I don't warn you, I get in trouble. All right. She says, I'm apologizing in advance. This may be too sexual in nature for the podcast, but I've never told anyone this, so I just need to get it out. To preface, I started having periods later than most girls. So I was in high school and started hooking up with boys. Oh, sorry. So when I was in high school and started hooking up with boys, I was still figuring out my body. Okay, deep breath. So I had a boyfriend who was the first person I started doing below the belt business with. And it obviously, that feels like a good strip club name, below the belt business. Um, Anyways, it obviously made me insanely hyper insecure about every inch of my body. I would shave my lady parts, then go back with tweezers to make sure I didn't miss anything. I would go into the bathroom and sniff my underwear several times a day to make sure nothing funky was going on down there. It was a whole thing. So one day I noticed I was particularly, forgive me, dischargey, sorry, those were her those were her apologies. And I was horrified, not knowing this was normal and that a WAP was actually a good thing. So I decided I would put in a tampon to soak up the wetness because I knew I was going to my boyfriend's later and didn't want him to think I peed my pants or something. Uh, 17-year-old me was just that dramatic. But Maddie, I forgot about it. I forgot about the tampon. So when my boyfriend went downtown, I can only imagine what he saw. He obviously stopped immediately went to the bathroom then said something about how his mom called and how he was she was coming to take him somewhere it wasn't until I got home and used the bathroom later that then I realized what happened anyways he broke up with me the next day I wanted to explain to him that I wasn't gross and didn't expect things to go down on my period but the truth was just as embarrassing to say out loud I just never spoke or looked at or wanted to think about him ever again thank you for letting me confess this here also I'm sorry So you know what this reminded me of? This reminded me of the maturation program. Did you guys have to do that? I I would bet that the maturation program actually ruined me more than it helped me. It made everything way more confusing because here's the thing when you don't get comprehensive sex ed. Everything is like halfway taught. So then you try and figure it out on your own as like middle schoolers and high schoolers and it's completely wrong. And I think that boys... Okay, maybe this is a radical thought. Maybe this is radical. I don't know. You guys will have to let me know. But I think that boys and girls should get the same, like should have to sit in on each other's classes because we had ours separated. First of all, the girls had to go in fifth grade. The boys went in sixth grade. You had to get a parent signature. I ripped off the part that said, you're welcome to attend. I was not about to let my mom come to me with that. That would have been humiliating. I digress. The point of this is that the dudes should have to know about everything that goes on with the ladies and vice versa, because then things like this won't happen. Anyway, I'm getting really off track, but the point of my rant is that this would not happen if we had comprehensive sex ed. But unfortunately, places like Texas still exist in basically the 1930s. But that's a whole other topic for another day. Next up, she says, Hi, Maddie, I love your podcast and would genuinely love if you released an episode every 15 minutes. Oh, just have a constant mic on. I kind of like that. I always hope I'll have a chance to write in and today is my time to shine. 
My most embarrassing moment took place in seventh grade, which was the worst time of my life. I was pretty self-conscious, but was always told I was funny. So I usually used humor as a way to make people like me. That hits too close to home. I feel attacked. Um, I was on a day trip in a town about an hour from my home with my church youth group. None of my close friends went on this trip, so I found myself hanging closely with a girl three years older than me because none of her friends came either. Feeling very cool, I was starting to get pretty comfortable. Towards the end of the trip, we went to get frozen yogurt. She and I picked a table outside and sat together. I was on top of the world. While we were eating, I saw a perfect opportunity to get a laugh. A middle-aged man was approaching us, medium height, balding, thin mustache that didn't touch his nose or lip pastel vertical striped shirt, jorts, white sneakers. You catch my drift. I simply said, hey, Hannah, creeper coming your way. She looks over her shoulder and looks back at me. To my horror, she says, that's my dad. I have never wanted to die so badly. Turns out her parents were divorced and her dad now lived in this town one hour away and was coming to pick her up so she could spend the remainder of the weekend with him. He then walked up to her table. I'm honestly shaking thinking about this. Perfect example of why you should shut the hell up and not try and get a laugh at the expense of anybody. XOXO, you're the best. Can't wait for this episode. Probably would have done the same thing. I probably would have. You may have done him a service because if you're thinking that, you're probably not the only person who thinks that. Maybe he needs to change up his look a little bit so he's a little bit less creepy. It kind of reminds me of when people are like, you know what baby name I hate? So-and-so. And then somebody's like, oh, that's my baby's name. It's like, okay, but you should know. I mean, I feel bad, but like everybody else was thinking it. (laughs) That's probably a horrible way to go through life. Don't, don't take my advice. I should say this because so many of you who submitted these stories are probably like, why are they not in here? I got an obscene amount of stories about pooping your pants. Like I would say three out of every five stories that I got were about pooping your pants. So I couldn't really pick one because honestly, a lot of them were just were just horrible. And I didn't really want to spend an entire episode talking about how you all shit your pants. Um, but that was that was common. So if you've ever done that and you're worried about it, just know that uh, basically everybody who listens to this podcast has pooped their pants at one point or another. All right, next up, she says, I once asked a kid who has been in a wheelchair his whole life and who I have known nearly my whole life if he sleepwalks. I wasn't even trying to be a dick. We were on the topic and I asked him. I asked him. My soul left my body as soon as the words came out. I then tried to recover and ask him if he sleep rolls. (laughs) He was so nice about it, but I still get the cringe chills to this day. It's been like seven years. All right, next. She says, I was visiting my boyfriend at work and I went to the bathroom before meeting all of his coworkers. I was changing my tampon and I dropped my used tampon. It rolled its bloody self into the stall next to me and hit the shoes of the person in the stall. We both gasped and I grabbed it quickly and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Anyways, I obviously waited in the stall until my blood sister left. A couple minutes later, when I went to to meet all my boyfriend's coworkers, she was there. I recognized her by her shoes. I was so embarrassed. I couldn't even look at her. Why was it? Why were you holding it in a position that it could have rolled? That's my main concern. You, so many of you guys are so brave. Like you guys just continue with your activity. I would leave. Like, you know how there's like fight, flight, or freeze? Mine's like flee. Like mine's not even uh, flight. It's like run away. Don't talk to anybody. Never bring this up again. Never even consider that you could have stayed and hide all evidence that you were even there. You guys are brave. I respect that. 
All right. Next one. She says, this is fresh. Just this Sunday, I was bored. So naturally, I was stalking people on social media. I had heard that one of my ex-boyfriends had recently gotten married. So I wanted to see what his wife looked like and what her wedding dress looked like, etc. Her Instagram and Facebook were private. So I looked up her, I looked her up on Visco, found her, and I followed her. And I didn't notice until later in the day when I went to close out of the app. And I saw that I was following her. The worst part is like, who follows literally anybody on Visco? She says, one time I dr- I almost drowned a stranger at the pool. My sister had dunked me, so I was mad and I wanted to get her back. I went to go dunk her and I saw her long hair from behind. I grabbed her, threw her under the water and really gave it to her. When she came out of the water, to my dismay, it was not my sister, but it was a boy with long hair. He came up gasping for air. <laughs> Poor guy probably thought that day was his last. Oh, I can't like you guys know I hate strangers interacting with me basically at any point. But can you imagine if the stranger was trying to drown you? That seems like a big problem. Seems like a big problem for somebody who doesn't even like strangers in the first place. All right, next. She says, in 2013, I was studying at Barnes & Noble and I was approached by this very cute man. He said that he noticed me and wanted to give me this note and he walked away. When he left, I opened the note and it said, hit me up for a good time. And he left his number and signed it, Romeo Miller. Obviously, you don't leave your full name unless you want somebody to look you up. And so I did. It was the... Lil Romeo, son of Master P, the one and only Lil Romeo from the Lil Romeo show. So of course, I ended up texting him to set up our date. After we had texted back and forth a bit, I took a screenshot of our conversation to send it to my friend to show her like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to Lil Romeo of the Lil Romeo show. But instead, I sent it to him. I sent him the screenshot of us messaging. I freaked out. You guys, it gets worse. That's not the whole story. Hang in there. He responded to my screenshot and said, oh, so you're screenshotting me already? And because I was freaking out and I didn't know what to do, I decided for some unknown reason to tell him, oh, my phone always does that. And he was like, your phone always sends a screenshot of the texts to the person you're texting. Your phone always does that. And instead of just admitting to it, I doubled down and I was like, yep, that's right. And for the next three months of texting this man, I set alarms at all hours of the day to remind myself to send him a screenshot of our messages that prove my phone always does that. I would do this at like 4 a.m. to 9 p.m. to 6 p.m. all hours of the day. I would wake up in the middle of the night to send these screenshots just to prove this lie. (laughs) Needless to say, our relationship didn't go anywhere, but this is internally one of the most embarrassing stories of my life. I hope you enjoy. There are so many layers to this because This would be an absolutely insane story if it happened with anybody. But the fact that it happened with Lil Romeo, son of Master P, it it just adds a whole new level. All right. Next up, she says, I had a job interview with Lululemon where they made us do a yoga class. I had just started the Nuvering birth control and and hadn't worked out yet. Walked into the hot yoga room, bent over, and out comes the loudest queef you've ever heard. I then continued to queef. Every time my legs moved, for the, I think I've ever said queef on the podcast. Every time my legs moved for the next hour, loudly, I tried to play it off like it wasn't me. For the love, I don't know why I didn't get up and leave after the first one. When the class ended, I didn't say anything, just got up and left as fast as I could. I accidentally left my yoga mat, so they kept calling me for several weeks trying to give it back to me. But there was no way in hell I was talking to anyone from that room ever again. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. That's all I have to say. You can't control that. All right, here we go. She says, SOS, every time I think about this moment, I have chills through my whole body because it is too cringe. 
In high school, I was in the bathroom during a class break with one of my friends. The bathroom was pretty busy and each stall was full. I was sitting in the stall doing my business when I thought it would be funny to grab my friend's leg in the stall next to me to scare her. Terrible idea. I reached underneath the stall and grabbed her foot and gave it a little tickle. She quickly whipped her leg and made a, and made a squeal. I laughed way too hard and finished my business. Once I got out of the stall, I quickly realized that my friend was washing her hands and indeed not the girl in the stall next to me. I had grabbed a complete stranger's foot in a public bathroom. I'm so sorry to the lady who I scared. I hope you don't fear bathroom stalls from now on. I must say I do. I do have a problem. I have a problem that it came into your brain to grab somebody's ankle underneath the bathroom stall. (laughs) That does, that does worry me. All right, we will end on this one and then I will, I will spare you any more pain. She says, I was 13 years old. You know, the phase when your body is starting to change. Things are developing, things are developing and hair is growing in places you never thought possible. My brother, who's three years older than I am, was having a fun little pool party with his friends. I had a big fat crush on a couple of them. I decided to put on my cutest swimsuit, one of the bikinis where the bottoms are held up by strings that you tie into cute little bows. I was feeling brave and decided to go to my brother's bedroom where they were where they were all playing some GameCube to see when they were going to come out and swim. As I walked into the room, the bow of my bikini bottoms got caught on the doorknob and ripped them off right off of and <laughs> ripped them right off of me. I'm not lying or being dramatic when I say that I almost passed away. All eyes were on my coochie. A few of the boys even said Ew, that's disgusting. I almost threw up out of embarrassment. I sprinted completely naked to my parents' bedroom and hid in the shower for the rest of my life. I still haven't recovered. My brother ended up coming into the bathroom to try and comfort me, which was really sweet. But to be honest, it didn't help at all. To this day, I cannot look those boys in the eyes. SOS, lesson learned. (laughs) That is like the perfect recipe for an embarrassing moment that just sticks with you. Because not only are you 13, aka the worst age you could possibly be for something embarrassing to happen. Then it happens in front of your older brother's friends. There is not a more embarrassing group to be in front of. Like, I don't ever want to be reminded how I acted in front of some of my older brother's friends. You just, you think that they're, you think they're so cool. You think that you're so cool. It's, it's a whole mess. And then it also has to do with puberty. It's the trifecta, the trifecta of, of a horrible memory. I'm so sorry. Oh, all right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here, unfortunately. I mean, unfortunately for me, because I like talking to you guys. Hopefully, unfortunately for you too, because you like listening. But follow me on Instagram. Go over to the Bad Broadcast on Instagram and you will see the weekly prompts. Um, If you're new here, I would love it if you left a five-star rating and review. Um, Follow me, DM me, message me, post on social media. Anything is appreciated and amazing and I love you all so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, being here for moral support through this episode. So I hope you all have a wonderful week and you stay by stay. I mean, be safe, be kind, be hot. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.